We thought we'd have a little change up this week, so instead of our regular schedule, we'll be playing five episodes from the 1946 radio show Intrigue. We hope you enjoy. Presenting the world's greatest mysteries. And now, your host. This is Basil Rathbone. The subject of our play today is intrigue. To me, that word conjures up the excitement of a train journey by night, of luxurious hotels and of lovely women. As you will hear, our story concerns neither train journeys by night nor luxurious hotels, but uh, yes, yes, you've guessed. You've guessed it. There's a, a woman in the case. And what a woman. Attractive, mysterious, and certainly intriguing. She reminds me of a certain lady I met once. Being something of a connoisseur in detective mystery, I immediately recognized her as an international spy. In my imagination, I could see her selling the world's highest-priced secrets. Yes, I was right in a way. He wasn't actually selling secrets. Ha <laughs> ha. It was vacuum cleaners. But um, don't let me mislead you. Today, you're going to meet the real McCoy. Presenting Intrigue. Senor uh, Parson? That's right. A routine check, Senor, by the Department of the Interior. You're a passport. Now, please. what's this routine check stuff? Oh, it happens so often. Just show the office of your passport. Like fun, I will. Here, scram. Out. I'm showing no passport today. You want to see my passport? Well, come out of the British Embassy tomorrow. Perhaps I will not need to wait till tomorrow, Senor. Perhaps. Now, look out now. Stand back. I'm calling room service. In a moment, we bring you another exciting story, starring today Marius Goring in our series, Intrigue. I'm a practical, unimaginative man in a practical and unimaginative business. This business has brought me to Italy, to Milan, then to Turin, now to Rome. To be precise, to room 514 of the Hotel Excelsior, where a few minutes past ten in the morning... Uh, 
Let's see. No, 12 minutes past 10. Yes. Well, at this moment, I'm unpacking my socks and handkerchiefs and putting them in the top drawer of the practical, unimaginative wardrobe. Come in! Entree, Adelante, or whatever you say. Uh, Mr. Parsons? Mr. Mark Parsons? Yes? Representing Wilcom Iron and Steel Products Incorporated. That's right. Uh, Mr. Parsons, how long do you plan to stay in the role? Oh, less than a week, I hope. Why, are you a reporter? Mr. Parsons, I am Constantia Torletta, representing Torletta Secretarial Service. Your arrival was reported in the Corriere, and I have... Now, to look, I don't need any secretarial service, Mr. Torletta. Uh, Torletta, <laughs> my secretarial service has not helped to many businessmen who find difficulties with the... No, local really? Business. Oh, well, uh, thanks, but I'm sorry. You probably mm-hmm. have appointments in the Bureau of Heavy Industry, yes. perhaps at the Ministry of Defense. <laughs> I am very well yes. acquainted with a number of the officials of these departments, yes. Mr. Parsons. I can tell you any now, amount of Now, look, of please, I'm very sorry, but I am in a hurry. I've got appointments. Look. You wouldn't even know what a flange housing is, Miss Tor... 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 Here, my card. Oh, that is what you said, flange housing. As a bearing for a shaft, axle, spindle journal, gadget, or pivot. Hey. Well, now, where did you pick all that up? Oh, my secretarial service has been used by many businessmen in Rome. Mr. I'm Parsons, very I... sorry, but I do not have any need for a secretary. None at all. Thank you. But I should... Sorry. Good morning. What of assisting girl? I hurried on out and down the steps of the hotel, and as if it, I weren't flustered enough already, all of a sudden a man... Hey, Frankie, won't you have your moustache? Oh, I'm sorry. I must have got you mixed up with... Not you. at all. I'm sorry. Quite all right. <laughs> Business appointments all the morning and all the afternoon. Ah, well, I felt quite good when I went to the hotel's cafe late that afternoon to relax. Dry martini, please. Martini secche, si, signor. Hey, English, aren't you? Huh? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, that's right. Oh, well, I spent a lot of time in England myself. People often size me up as an Englishman, you know. <laughs> but you know better, don't you? Hey, how about having a drink together, huh? You're not English. Oh, no, not me. I got the papers to prove it. No, <laughs> sir, I'm Italian, all right. I'm just about as Italian I as I can. I must say, you think. don't have much accent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear you're a thousand percent wrong if you think I'm English. Now. Let me try and size you up, huh? You're a businessman. You come over here to uh, to sell some of your English products. That's right, yes. Now, let me guess. Uh, engineer, you're selling a machine to me, eh? You're warm. <laughs> machine parts for steel fabrication. You don't tell me. Machine parts for steel fabrication. Well, what do you know? Martini secti. Uh, on my bill, Pascal. Oh, no, 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 no. Please. I, oh, so you're selling machine parts for steel fabrication. Well, pal, you're just the man I need to run into. You know that? Tell me, how long since you were in England? Oh, maybe six months, but... Uh, hey, don't, don't distract me. i got to introduce you to this man I'm trying to tell you about. He's maybe the biggest buyer of fabrication parts for machines still you can find anywhere. Of what? Well, of what you're talking about, what you sell. Uh, <laughs> parts for fabricating steel machines, like you said, huh? Oh, well, I don't talk the language so good, I get a bit confused, but I know my friend. He wants to buy what you got to sell. You want a big order or not? Oh, that's why I came to Italy, to see that my products were sold. So, but... all right. So, here's my card. Here, grab your hat. I'll take you right there to him. Well, I don't know. For one thing, it had all gone so fast. And I was half sure this man, uh, Enrico Lini, exports and imports his card, said, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Still, I hadn't placed any orders that day, and the way I was feeling... What have I got to lose? Well, what's the matter? You don't think my friend wants to buy what you got? Look, he's the biggest capitalist in the whole of the city, my friend is. What can you lose? Spend ten minutes with him, huh? What could I lose? Lini paid for my drink and guided me outside into his big Italian car.
Come in, come in, gentlemen. Oh, thank you. Now, Mr. Parsons, meet Mr. Ruggieri. How do you do, Mr. Parsons? Let me take your coat. Oh, thanks. I say, this is a nice place you've got here. How nice of you to say so. The view down to the city is thought to be quite interesting. Please feel free to look around. Thank you, I will, if I may. Well, Frankie, how about it? There was a right. Yes, you were, Rico. I say, that's a fine view. Say, you know, Mr. Ruggieri, you look somehow, um, familiar. Huh? You weren't up in Milan or Turin last week, were you? I'm quite sure we have never met before, Mr. Parsons. I am certain I should have remembered your face. Oh, well. Well, your friend tells me you're interested in buying machine parts. Are you involved with rolling mill or structural steel? You are so impetuous to discuss your business, you English. Come, let us have a drink first. A wine or a cocktail or perhaps a whiskey. Oh, whatever you're drinking. Whiskey, yeah. Uh, tell me, Mr. Parsons, you have enjoyed your visit to Italy? Oh, fine, fine. The business hasn't been quite as good as I might have hoped, but... Uh... If, for example, I find that you want to buy as big an order of machine tools as your friend indicated you I'm did... I'm sure we can come to some arrangement, you and I. That's what I told him, Frankie. <laughs> the reason I asked, Mr. Parsons, you, you'd be surprised how many possibilities for petty annoyances there can be to the traveler in a strange country. Huh? For example, your taxi driver is involved in a traffic accident. The police arrive. Nothing is your fault. You are completely innocent. If they ask for your papers, and if by some mischance you have left them in your other soup... Prison. <laughs> How primitive we are, really. Another lump of ice? Oh, no, thanks. Well, I, I managed to keep out of trouble pretty well. <laughs> Never been involved in anything like that. I'm sure you do, Mr. Parsons. I imagine you are a very careful traveler and always carry your passport with you. You uh, got it on you, Mr. Parsons, huh? As a matter of fact, no. Huh? Well, look, it's late. Can't we get down to whatever business we may be able to do, Mr. Ruggieri? We are down to business, Mr. Pete. Quiet, Rico. Mr. Parsons, you are a businessman. A good profit on a business deal should appeal to you, hmm? Why, how long do you plan to be in Rome? You're the second person today who's asked me that about a week. Why? Fine, fine. A week, a whole week. Mr. Parsons, a proposition. I will give you 10,000 American dollars. You give me your passport. For not even one week. For just six days. Hello, what, and, what is all this? And as I was just going to say, no questions asked. Hmm? Is it a fair proposition? Well, ten thousand dollars would certainly have made my trip a profitable one. Still, I'd like to know a little bit more about why I wanted it. Then Rico made up my mind for me. While you're thinking it over, Mr. Parsons, just remember, you could end up not looking like your passport picture if your answer's a no. Rico. No deal. Got to get back to the hotel. I'll find a taxi. Now, wait a minute. My huh? apologies, Mr. Parsons. Rico doesn't understand that you and I can surely come to terms. No deal. Hey, Frankie, you're crazy. What are you going to let it go for? Out of that front door alone, they haven't come after me yet. Down the street and around the corner. Where had I seen that man Ruggieri before? Now, I was sure I'd seen him, but I just couldn't remember where. In his big Italian car. Searchlight on, trailed along the pavement, then it gathered speed, went on ahead towards the town. after six when I got back to the hotel. Tired, angry, perplexed, and very scared. And half expecting to find Rico Lini sitting in the armchair of my hotel room with a gun in his hand. 
Nobody there. Nobody, so far as I could tell, had ever been there. I looked in the bureau drawer where I'd left my passport. Yes, still there. All present. And accounted for. Leaning. What did I have to protect myself with? No gun, nothing. A shoe tree. That's it. I picked up a shoe tree, gripped it, moved over to the door so that it should hide me when it opened. Come in, entre adelante. Uh, Mr. Babson. Oh, my God. Oh, oh you're frightening me. Oh. <laughs> now what? Oh, you look so funny standing there with your passport in one hand and a boot tree in the other. This is a shoe tree. <laughs> Come in, shut the door. Oh, yes, sir. You have changed your mind. About what? About needing a secretary? Quite often I find that after a long, hard, disappointing day making the rounds of the various government departments, businessmen realize that the Toletta secretarial service can be more valuable than they had thought. Sit down. Is this for the... Sit down! Oh, yes, sir. Now then, what's your racket? Oh, sure. And you... don't give me that secretarial service stuff again. There are too many coincidences going on around huh? here. What are you? Are you after my passport too? And if so, would you mind telling me why? Why a passport? And just who is this fellow anyway? Hey, where are you going? Think you are mad. Well, you haven't been behaving a very sane way. Come in. I, I mean, what? Senor uh, Parsons? That's right. A routine check, senor, by the Department of the Interior. Your passport, please. Ah, uh, 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 what's all this routine check stuff? Oh, it happens so often. Just show the officer your Ooh, like and... fun I will. Now, come on, blow. I'm showing no passports today. You want to see my passport? We'll come round to the British Embassy tomorrow. Perhaps I will not need to wait till tomorrow, senor. Perhaps I will... Look out. Stand back. I'm calling room service. Hello? Room service. This is room 514. Send... Oh, Mr. Parsons, are you crazy? This man is from the Please. department of... Please. Never mind, senor. I will take care of it. Aha, the coward. He couldn't fool me. You must have gone right out of your head. He was from the security department. Don't you understand? I understand, all right. Now what? I'm calling the British Embassy. You can't. What do you mean, I can't? I'm a British citizen it's and I... closed at six o'clock. I know. All the part of the toilet secretary of service to know that sort of thing. I don't believe you. British Embassy, please. You're in league with them. With whom? Can't be closed. You're sure? In league with whom? Look, Mr. Parsons, if you're in trouble, you need some help. I oh, can't... no, 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 my lovely one. I wouldn't trust you as far as I could throw my paternal grandfather. And he weighed 272 pounds stripped. Now, come on. Out. But I'll... don't you think that... All I think is how I want to get away from you and all the rest of your bright pals. Now, I'm going to a big, crowded restaurant and have dinner. And I'm going to take a policeman by the hand to lead me home. So tell them it won't do any good, any more of the rough stuff. All right? Mad. Mad. That's as maybe. Now, goodbye, Miss Turois. Corretta! I put her into the lift. I was furious. And then I took the next lift down. She wasn't in sight. Neither Bellini or Ruggieri. Good. I walked out of the hotel. I knew of a big restaurant just down the road. Too crowded for any of their funny business. And the next morning. Tomorrow morning. 
I would call the embassy first thing, it's and... not a fountain pen sticking in your back ribs, Mr. Parsons, so keep walking. Try to convince you to make a deal, Mr. Parsons, but you are so Now, just a minute. You can't... Don't do... make any fuss, Parsons. Don't be a jerk. Now, enter this car. You might as well, Mr. Parsons, and I thought you were... But you decent... can't help her! Suddenly, I was conscious. It took me time to work it all out. I tried to get up. I was almost sick. My head was splitting. And then I was in an little alley. Hey, please, help! No good. Every time I yelled, my head shot out like a firebomb. I remembered getting into the car. I sat back. Somebody's hand went over my mouth. I tried to yell. Then Harry reached inside. My passport. Oh, my head. But they stole my passport. Police, help! I could see street down there. Lights. Can't stumble down. My watch. Let's see. Oh, it's blood all over me. Well, did they kill me? No, they can't have done. It's 10.30. It's 10.30. Hey, police! Help! Help! There I was in the street, a whole crowd pointing at me, blood all over me. I'm British, I tell you. British, comprenez. Get it, British. You're British? Your passport, please. Now, look here. I've got a complaint. I've been robbed. Some man. They're, they're, they're named... your passport, Harry. I can tell you I haven't got it. Don't you understand? They, that's what they stole when they... No passport. This is very serious, senor. Please to come with me. Now, look they... here, you silly twerp. I've been robbed. Hit on the head. They try to kill me. I'm trying to tell you about my passport. Uh, yes. Uh, no. No passport. That is a misdemeanor. Please to come with me. <laughs> He called me, and I quote from my notes, dope, boob, jack-in-office, clothead, ass, idiot. What is that, the clothead? Look at him. He's one. Imbecile, officious, clown, and bureaucrat. Ah. The charge is resisting an officer traveling around abroad without his passport, being contumelous with an officer. All right, and... all right, that's enough. Lock him up. But listen, Sergeant, please, the British Embassy. In the morning, lock him up. But you don't understand. Two men have Come stolen on, my passport. Idiots. Fools. Both of you, clotheads. Both of you! Is this the man? Yes, yes, that's the oh, man. Oh, no, no, not you again. Am I free? Just one of the services of the Torletta Secretarial Service. I beg your pardon. Oh, never mind. Do you realize that a bullet has creased your skull? Yes. That somebody tried to kill you? Yes. 
Aren't you a businessman after all? Are you perhaps a gangster? A what? Don't try to answer. Just drink your coffee. How did you get me out? I told you, just one of the saddest... Now, wait, never mind. Answer this. How did you know I was in jail? After you had refused to show your passport to the agent from the Internal Security Agency? Oh, but jail is automatic for someone... All right, all right, all right, never mind. What time is it? 11.30. You must be trying to catch a plane to England using my passport. Oh, what plane to England? No plane to England leaves until three this morning. You sure? When did the last one leave? At three this afternoon. You're sure of that? How do you know so quickly? It is one of the services of the Toilette Secretarial Service. To know the time... Time of the plane's departing for London. I should have known. Then we still have time. For what? To catch him. Who? The man who stole my passport, Ruggieri. Ruggieri? Well, you know him. Can you tell me why he wants my passport? Yes. Oh, but of course. What? Yeah, yes, it did. Now, mascara, so on your upper lip. Now, now, wait. These sunglasses. Knock the dark glass out. Oh, what is all this? So, now, put them on. No, no, my mirror. Look, now, who do you see? Ruggieri. No wonder he looks familiar. Now I know what I saw him before. Where? In my mirror when I shaved my moustache off four years ago. Who is Ruggieri? You don't know Ruggieri? You have heard of Frankie Rogers. Frankie Rogers? He's an American gangster. Was booted out of America about two months ago. Oh, no. You will... Oh, my... Wait, oh, wait. Don't faint, oh. Mr. Parker. Here, sniff this. Oh, it's all right. I'm all right. Thanks. Oh, Frankie Rogers. You are better? Uh, there's still just one little thing. Yes, but, uh, Mr. Parker, if he's got your passport, hadn't and you... Now, better... in a minute. First, tell me, why are you so persistent? Why do you insist on my using the tutelar secretarial service? Is it because I'm so handsome? Mr. Parsons, at the moment you are the only British businessman in Rome who is without a secretary. Oh, I see. Well, I just thought I'd ask. Of course, Uh, Yes? I could think of other reasons. Yes? After we have your passport back. Oh. Now, what's going on? 51790. Do you have a reservation on the three o'clock plane for Signor Mark Parsons? Thank you. All right, come on. Where? But where else but to the house where this Ruggieri lives? He has the reservation on the plane. We must hope to find him still at home. Do you know where to go? Of course. All efficient secretaries know the addresses of well-known Roman citizens. It is one of the most routine of the services of the Toilette Secretarial Service. <laughs> recognize the villa? You see? His lights are... But delighted. listen, Frankie Rogers, I mean, hmm? well, he may have a dozen gunmen in there. May have, he probably has. But think how surprised he will be to see you when he thinks he has killed. Uh, go on, ring the bell. Well, you think it's safe? Go on. Oh, what are you doing? I'm right behind you. Oh, well, all right. Yes? Oh, don't move. All right, hands on your head, both of you. In, quick. Mr. Parsons, you were killed a few hours ago, and now I must do the job all over again. How regrettable. Both of you, in. Sit. With the pretty girl, Mr. Parsons. The Toilette Secretarial Service. And all that mascara over your upper lip. What is that, a game? To see how much you look like me? You look better now that you shaved yours off, Signor Ruggieri. I like to look at pretty girls, not to listen to them. I want my passport back, Mr. Ruggieri, or Rogers, or whatever you call yourself. Do you? And you walk in here and expect me to give it to you? Do you know how very much I need your passport and your good name, Mr. Parsons? They will help me to take into Britain enough uncut heroin to net myself more than one million pounds, and all in less than a week. 
I think I will never have made so much money in so short a time. The fact is that I tell you this, Mr. Parsons, ensures that I will now have to kill you. Take your glasses off, Signor Ruggieri. I want to see if the likeness is perfect. <laughs> I think I will shoot you first, Miss Secretary. You talk too much. Uh, may I say one more thing? One more, yes. It is this. If the hand holding your gun moves so much as the fraction of an inch... <gasps> oh. oh, don't faint, Mr. Parsons. Quick, quick, sniff this. It's all right. Frankie Rogers. Oh, he won't move. Your gun? Yes, it has wrecked a perfectly oh. good black velvet handbag. I will put it on my expense account and charge it to you. Tell me. Was this just another routine service of the Toiletta Secretarial Service? Ah, yes, your passport. We've got to hurry. I'm getting scared. You're getting scared. Quick, quick. Oh, now I need a sniff. My smelling sauce. Oh, can't we call the police from the hotel to tell them about all that uncut heroin? Mr. Parsons, please. Oh. You know, it's kind of funny, but I'm afraid I've smeared mascara all over you. Well, at least you're getting paid double for overtime. <laughs> been listening to another exciting story starring today Marius Goring in our series Intrigue. Basil Rathbone again. I told you the lady you were going to meet was the real McCoy, although McCoy was not her name. She was genuine in all conscience. Uh, the only trouble was she uh, didn't have a conscience. <laughs> Goodbye till we meet again to listen to another of the world's greatest mysteries.
That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.